Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Inspired Mind Podcast with Ella Victoria. Hey everyone, I hope you're all having a really good day. It feels really, really good to be back and recording because you may have noticed I took two weeks off of posting on the podcast and this wasn't intentional. I just took one week off and then for some reason it ended up being two. And I think there's just been a lot going on with Brayden getting a new job. I actually haven't said this on the podcast, but I did a whole like life update video on my YouTube channel. But Brayden recently got his first full time job and it happened all very quickly. So we booked a last minute trip to the Sapphire Coast. We went glamping, which was amazing. We had such a fun time and I vlogged that trip. If you guys want to go and check that out, it's over on my YouTube channel. But we did organize that very last minute. We were like, we need to do a trip before you start working and you don't have as much free time. So everything was just a little bit chaotic and inevitably I didn't really have time to post a podcast and I also think that I actually pushed myself a little bit too hard post-surgery and I was feeling very exhausted. I am feeling so much better now though, let me add, and I am feeling back to my normal self. But yeah, I think it was a much needed break. So I'm really happy to be back with a podcast interviewed today. So I actually interviewed the lovely Hannah Weir and I've known Hannah for quite a few years now, but we don't live very close to each other. She lives in Melbourne and I live in Sydney, but we have both been in the social media space for quite some time now. And I'm pretty sure that's how I actually met Hannah. I'm not hundred percent sure if it was through social media or if it was through Disney, because I have actually interviewed Hannah on Disney before when I had my own show. So yeah, things go full circle. It's pretty cool to think about that. So if you guys don't know Hannah, to summarize her quickly, she's a meditation teacher from Melbourne and she creates amazing mindful content on her Instagram. She actually has recently started her own business called Kindful Co. And within her brand Kindful Co, she's been working on lots of projects like her podcast, her website, her membership, She's just doing so many things and it's been so amazing to hear everything that she's been up to and she's got some really big plans. So I thought it would be really cool to have a chat to her about those topics. So we basically discuss meditation, mindfulness, living an intentional life and we basically just let the conversation take its course. But Hannah is very inspiring and she has so many great tips and insights to share with you guys. So I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation and she's also super open. She opens up about some things that have happened in her personal life. 
life and I just really appreciate her feeling comfortable enough to be open with all of us and allow us to learn from her experiences. So I'm really looking forward for you guys to listen to this episode and hopefully it will inspire you to do meditation yourself and live a much more mindful life. So without further ado, let's just jump into the interview with Hannah. Hey everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Today I've got a very special guest, Hannah Weir, and we're going to be chatting all about meditation, mindfulness, and just living an intentional life. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ella. I'm excited to be here. I know, I'm so excited and I'm excited just to catch up because Hannah and I have actually met a few times before, but we haven't seen each other in years. So yeah, our lives are both very different since we've last caught up and Hannah's now a meditation teacher and yeah, you're a true inspiration to me. I've loved seeing everything that you've been posting. Like your Instagram is amazing. You post so many great things on there. Thank you. All right. So the first thing that I like to ask all of my guests is what's been inspiring them since it's the Inspired Mind podcast. Yeah. So I've been inspired by lots of different things lately. It's going to sound funny, but I've actually been so inspired by TikTok. (laughs) Are you on TikTok? I am, but I go through phases. Yeah. Like I'm not looking at it too much at the moment, but when I do look at it, I can't stop. You've got to be careful not to get too sucked in because it definitely can be a time waste. But I love just seeing people create all kinds of things on TikTok and it's just inspired me to try lots of different crafty creative activities and I actually it was so funny so my housemates and I um, started this TikTok challenge a while ago and we thought oh let's just try and post every day and I had this random urge one day to make a rocky road I just out of the blue felt like making rocky roads so I'm like I'll post this on TikTok And it just blew up and all of a sudden I was getting all these requests to make different rocky roads on TikTok. So I've just become like an accidental rocky road maker on TikTok, which is so funny. Oh my gosh, I need to go and binge them. It's been really inspiring to just like start making things again, be really creative and and try new things. Well, I really want to chat a little bit later about your creative side because you do so many different creative things and it's a big part of you. But First of all, I want to talk about meditation and mindfulness and how your journey with that began. Yeah, sure. So it's been it's been a bit of a wild ride really to get to where I am today and I can I can talk about that journey if you like. And so it all kind of started back with nail art. I actually had a blog back in the day called The Nail Trail and I created different nail looks and reviewed different nail polishes. And then I moved over onto Instagram and to YouTube and started doing tutorials and everything was based around nail art, which I loved doing and it was super creative. Then I kind of found myself after a while just getting really uninspired and I found myself just feeling lost and like I kind of lost that passion and that purpose that I once had. So I started to shift direction and started to just try different things. And I went on a bit of a self-discovery journey and just immersed myself into, you know, personal development and discovering all these different thought leaders and spiritual gurus and just kind of like trying lots of different things. And so I guess Around that time, I started to really get into yoga. You know, I've always dabbled in meditation and I've always dabbled in mindfulness, I suppose, because creative things like the nail art and all the different, you know, creative hobbies that I've always had are very mindful. But yeah, I kind of was just going on this journey to figure out what it is that I'm here to do, you know, what what my purpose is and, and what I'm, I really want to do because I felt like I just had more to share with the world than nail art, just nail art. And meanwhile, at the same time, I was going down this path that a lot of people find themselves on of just kind of the conventional, you know, buying a house, getting engaged, getting married, and just kind of like checking off these things on a to-do list. And I was always just looking to the next thing, you know, what I think it was probably part of that trying to figure out what's going to make me happy and figure out what my purpose is, just looking for things outside of me and, you know, just on to the next. The next logical thing after I got married was to get pregnant and I did. And then I found out that I'd lost the baby and my whole world just fell apart. And I just completely stopped for the first time in a very long time. And I just, um, 
I, I just felt it. I felt it all and I started questioning everything. I started to question all the decisions I'd made. I started to question all the choices and, and everything that I was doing. And, and really, when I look back now, I was just kind of making these huge, big life decisions but just kind of going along with things, you know, and, and not really stopping and, and taking that time to think about what I really wanted. It was just kind of like on to the next and I was so busy and my life was just so chaotic. But yeah, when I when I had the miscarriage, I, it just stopped me in my tracks and I, for the first time, felt everything and it made me realize that I was on the wrong path. You know, I wasn't happy in my relationship. It was really unhealthy. So I decided that I wanted to start over. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. Did you find like meditation and mindfulness within that time or was it long after? So I did. So all the while, while I was going through all that, I was really falling back onto my meditation practices to help me get through that, to help me to just process what was going on. And I think that through that time, I got a lot of clarity, you know, grief as hard as it can be. It is really clarifying because it helps us to see what's important. It helps us to realize who our people are, who supports us, and it can help us to, yeah, just to see more clearly. And so that's what happened to me during that time. And around the same time, it was actually pretty crazy. I was seeing a hypnotherapist, which I, I heard your interview the other day with your hypnotherapist. So you've you've given it a go. Yeah, but I was seeing a hypno for other things over the over the last couple of years I've been seeing her for a few different things and then I went to see her around the same time that I lost the baby and I actually just had this crazy realization during a hypnotherapy session which is essentially like a meditation you know you're in such a relaxed state and I um, had this realization that mindfulness and meditation is such a big part of my life and that I wanted to become a meditation teacher it was almost like the universe was saying this isn't right this isn't meant to happen right now when I was losing the baby and you know there's a there's another path for you here thank you for sharing that with us and How crazy that that idea was like placed in your mind when you were in like a hypnotherapy session. Yes. Yeah, I know. Like the things that come to you are insane. It's just when you're in that very relaxed state of mind, I think you're just way more susceptible to ideas. And just because you've calmed your mind, it's like things are placed in your mind that wouldn't usually come to you just when you're living your everyday life and being really busy and frantic. Well, that's exactly right. Yep. By being able to quieten the mind and quieten out that outside noise, we can see a lot more clearly. We, we often get inspired ideas or um, creative creative ideas come to us when we're in that relaxed state. Yeah. What were the next steps then after that once you kind of figured out like, oh, I, I want to go on this path in my life? Yeah. So obviously there was a lot happening and I, I was just kind of trying to process it all. But the first thing I did was enrolled myself in a meditation course, which was amazing. I did a 12-week in-person meditation course. This was pre-COVID. So it was a, a very different time. And that was so good. It really helped me to learn about the fundamentals of meditation and mindfulness. And it helped to reinforce everything that I already knew from my own practice, but to learn more of the science behind it, learn how things work. And I also learned a lot about the different myths and misconceptions that a lot of people bring to meditation because as a teacher it's our responsibility to help to bust those myths and to help to break down any barriers that people might have to meditation to make it more accessible and to just try and reassure people about what experience they may have. I'd love to know what some of those myths are actually because I mean, I might believe some things that aren't actually true about meditation. I'm not sure. So what did you find out through doing that? Yeah, so I think one of the main ideas people have when they come to meditation is that they think the goal is to clear the mind or to have no thoughts. But that's actually not possible. The mind is brilliant. It's designed to think Mm. and problem solve and it does a really good job at it. So the goal isn't to have no thoughts or to completely clear the mind. That may happen. As you practice, you may find that there are times where you are free of thoughts, but it shouldn't be the goal. Another idea that people often bring to meditation is that it has to look a certain way. They think, you know, I have to be sitting cross-legged with my hands in a certain pose or even the amount of time that they have to do it 
for that people have these ideas that it should look a certain way and really there is no right or wrong and um, it can be five minutes it can be one minute it can be 20 minutes whatever that might look like for you so time I think is another big barrier that stops people from giving it a go they're feeling like they don't have enough time or that they can't do it that's something a lot of people feel like too oh no it's too hard for me I can't do it so I feel really passionate about helping to break down some of those barriers and to make it more accessible for everyone how would you recommend people do it if they feel like they don't have a lot of time like what's a good way to find time to do meditation like can you do it while you're driving or while you're sitting on the train like other different ways that you can do it absolutely yeah it's it's just about finding what works for you so finding a way that you can build mindfulness or meditation into your daily routine so that might look like setting the alarm five minutes earlier so you can do it in the morning or even just I like to say to people look for mindful moments throughout the day so like while you're driving when you're at the traffic lights you don't have to shut your eyes or do anything dangerous but you can And just for a minute while you're waiting, focus on your breath or just observe what's happening. Observe the traffic, the cars passing by. Even when you're doing the most mundane activities like brushing your teeth or pouring yourself a glass of water, that's a really good way to start to be more mindful is to bring your attention to the present moment because that's what mindfulness really is all about. And if you want to try and do, you know, maybe even a five minute meditation is a good thing to start off with if, if you're a beginner, just to set aside some time to prioritize that for yourself yeah I find just like stopping and thinking about my senses really helps being like okay what can you smell what can you hear what can you taste and just noticing everything that's around me I feel like that kind of gets me into like a meditative state yes that's actually a mindful practice the five senses or come to your senses I like to call it and that really helps to reduce anxiety because what we're doing is we're bringing our attention to our different senses and that can help to quiet out the thoughts or to let go of the thoughts or the worries about what's what else is happening by bringing that attention to our senses what it is that we can hear or yeah smell or taste Mm. yeah and I think also just like simply focusing on your breath can do wonders as well we were saying before before we were recording this that we actually breathe wrong and you were telling me that would you be able to elaborate on that a bit more because I think that's super interesting yeah so I'm actually reading a book all about the breath at the moment it's called breath (laughs) Um, and it's fascinating so apparently we're all breathing wrong apparently a lot of people breathe through their mouths and they really should be breathing through their noses and I'd love to learn more about it and I definitely will keep trying to learn um, so I can teach more about the the power of the breath but I like to tell people that one deep conscious breath can have the power to send a really clear message to our nervous system that we're safe Mm. it's our natural stress reliever And so that's why often if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's really good to bring your attention to your breath or to take some deep breaths because it can just send that message to the nervous system that we're okay and to help us to slow down, to calm down. And there's so many different breathing techniques. So I can share some of them if you like. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. So one of my favorites is the box breathing, or it's also referred to as four by four breathing and it's counting to four as you inhale you then hold your breath for four counts and then you exhale for four counts and then hold for four counts so essentially you're just visualizing a box as you do this does that make sense so you inhale for four visualize yourself drawing one side of the box hold for four for another side exhale for four for another side and then hold for four. I feel like the visualization aspect would help with getting into a meditative state as well because like if you're imagining something that's kind of calming your thoughts anyway isn't it? Definitely yeah visualization is a big part well it's a type of meditation and and it's really powerful but yeah there's there's so many different types of of breathing techniques and and visualizations and meditations in general I guess that's another misconception as well is that it's like I was saying it has to look a certain way and there's just so many different types of 
of meditation. What kind of meditation do you practice then personally? Well, when I'm doing guided meditations with students, I generally practice mindfulness meditation. So that's all about coming to your senses. So I like to encourage students to become aware of all the different senses so it might be what is it that you can hear what is it that you can feel you know feeling into our body often we're so disconnected from our bodies so it can really help to just reconnect and and to notice different sensations that we're feeling in the body notice if we're carrying any tension or feeling stressed or or anxious, you know, just noticing and observing, but trying not to judge ourselves for how we're feeling. Yeah. And do you have any tips on getting out of your head and just into your body? Because for someone like me who struggles with anxiety, sometimes I can find that really hard. And I know that I can focus on my breath and do things like that. But are there any like other unusual techniques or anything that you could recommend? I think for anxiety, because I also do experience anxiety as well. It used to be way worse for me. Like I I feel like all my meditation and mindfulness practices have really helped me to overcome a lot of that anxiety, but I know, I know the feeling. And so for me, a big thing is acceptance is just accepting and acknowledging that that's how I'm feeling and not necessarily trying to get out of my head, but just being aware of what I'm feeling and acknowledging it and allowing it to pass in its own time, you know, by just being okay with whatever's happening in this moment that can help us to really accept how we're feeling. And in turn, that allow it to pass in its own time yes oh that's a good way of putting it yeah and then also having an anchor like whether that's your breath or doing something creative you know do you do you have creative activities that you like to do I mean I guess like my job is my creative outlet but sometimes that's not a good yes, thing yeah. because obviously I started it as a hobby and then now my hobby is my yes job. yeah so I would love to find something creative to do it's just one of those things I don't prioritize it because I'm like oh no I should be doing this instead and so I find people that you really inspiring because like I see all of your creative things that you do and I'm like I really should just put some time aside to do that yeah well I think just finding something that you're curious about or something that excites you and just giving it a go and I think you know I think we were saying before that we're both perfectionists so we we can be you know I think just putting aside the idea that it has to look a certain way you know whether you're trying something new like let's say watercoloring or um, drawing or something creative like that you know just giving it a go and not worrying about what it looks like, but just doing it for the sake of being creative, not with the idea of getting out of your mind, but that does happen in turn, you know, when we're focusing on something, that's the whole point of mindfulness is focusing our attention on whatever it is that we're doing that can help us to quieten down those anxious thoughts and quieten down the mind, you know, without that being the goal, but it it happens in turn. Yeah. I guess you've always probably been quite mindful then since you are quite a creative person, like all of the creative things that you do like nail art would have inevitably made you quite mindful yeah well it's funny because I feel like I've kind of gone full circle so I actually started painting my nails as a way to relax because I've always been someone who's always had to be busy I've always been you know like I was saying before going from one thing to the next and I have always had a very active anxious mind like a lot of us and so I started painting my nails as a way to help me to slow down which is really funny because then it became like you were saying it became my job for a while and it became then a bit of a chore because I was having to do it. I felt like that pressure to create and to paint my nails for other people rather than it being just something that I was doing for myself. You know, I probably lost that, you know, mindfulness with with painting the nails. But then I, yeah, just got so caught up with my life. Like I was saying before, I was rushing from one thing to the next. My life just felt so chaotic. I was so busy socially and I was doing so much juggling so many different things. I was doing so much online, like trying all these different things, putting out so much content and then, yeah, just making these huge, big life choices without really 
consciously and mindfully thinking about is this the right thing for me and and so yes to go back to your question yes in a way I have been because I've always loved creative things that do help me to be mindful but at the same time I've also had to teach myself to slow down and I've learned through all of the challenges everything that I've been through and and that really difficult time that I went through you know with the miscarriage and with my marriage breaking down and all of that it's really taught me to slow down and it's really taught me to be more mindful yeah so how do you prioritize time to be creative and do those things for yourself yeah well actually with COVID last year, it was probably the best thing ever for me because it forced me to really slow down. Like a lot of people, it forced us to kind of go inward. Well, here in Melbourne, we had such a long lockdown. It really meant that I couldn't do anything else, which was great. I actually loved being able to, I'm such a homebody. I loved being able to be at home. So that was really good. And then coming out of lockdown, I wanted to be super intentional about how I spend my time and my energy and, you know, the things that I say yes to. So I'm very conscious now before I commit to anything that I make sure it's something I really want to do. And so I feel like I have way more time now because I'm just prioritizing the things that I love to do, which is being at home doing different creative things, going out for walks and doing all of those things that I love to do. So it's just about getting clear on what it is, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. I was actually listening to a podcast this morning and she was talking about how like being bored can actually be a really good thing because we often don't quiet our mind throughout the day and then like we don't get these ideas. But if we are a little bit bored, like when we're in isolation, then you get these ideas and the time to do things that you wouldn't usually do. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of like meditation, I suppose. Like when you remove all of the outside noise and you give yourself the time and the space to slow down, that's when you can get that clarity. That's when you can start to get inspired ideas when you uh, allow yourself to let go of all of that outside noise. Yeah. So are there any other ways that you like to practice being mindful throughout the day? I know you've touched on meditation, doing creative things. Is there anything else that you like to do? Yeah, well, I think to me, mindfulness is not just about the act of having mindful practices. It's also just a way of being. So I try and notice when I'm not being mindful, I find that's the best way for me to then be more mindful is to notice when I'm perhaps distracted, notice when I'm off with thoughts, notice when I'm holding my breath or I'm feeling a little bit tense. That's something that I often do if I'm working at a computer too long. I will notice that all of a sudden I'm feeling really tense and I haven't been taking deep breaths. So just catching yourself can be a really good way to bring your attention back to the present moment and to, yeah, like I was saying before, just look for mindful moments throughout the day. Look for the smallest of things that you can just slow down and become more mindful doing. I found that gratitude has really helped with that for me. Like writing a gratitude list at the start and the end of the day has helped me be really aware of everything that's going on around me because it makes me think about things that I wouldn't usually notice throughout the day otherwise. Absolutely, yeah. Gratitude is one of the best ways to change your mindset, to shift from feeling negative to to positive. And it doesn't have to be big things, you know. It can be just focusing on being grateful for a new day, being grateful for a comfortable bed, you know, just the smallest of things. And I've heard that it's actually not possible to have negative thoughts or to feel bad when you're practicing gratitude. That's why it's so powerful. That's why it's so effective. I know. I love all that kind of stuff. Do you do journaling and things like that? I do. Well, yeah, I actually practice gratitude every day. At the start of the year, I like to set myself non-negotiables, I call them, and they're just things that I will absolutely not negotiate on so for me practicing gratitude every day is one of them and I like to write down five things at least five things that I'm grateful for and I also really want to do more journaling of just you know getting out whatever I'm feeling getting out what I'm thinking because it's a really good way to get it all out you probably find the same are you a big journaler big journaler and I notice such a big difference when I don't do it but something that I also really love doing is just writing to-do lists and just planning out my day the night before I find that's something that I do in my journaling exercise and I think that's something that helps me live a much more mindful and intentional life as well because I've planned my day out the night before is that something you do as well 
well. Yeah, I do. I'm trying to get better at that as well because I have so many different ideas. I get a little bit overwhelmed sometimes by all the ideas I have. And I, like I was saying before, can fall into those old habits of wanting to always be busy and constantly doing things. So I find that by writing it down, it can really help me to get clear on what it is that I want to focus on and and the priorities but I need to be better at not putting so much expectations on myself because sometimes I'm like yeah I can get all this done in a day but yeah it's it's about just being realistic but then also being really mindful of where you spend your energy and your time yeah I think that's the thing like if I don't plan out what I'm doing I will hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today my energy in places that I don't really want to because I just am like oh I can do that because I don't really know what I'm doing especially since like we're self-employed we don't really have a structure so sometimes it's good to give ourselves one but at the same time it is really important to schedule in like slowing down and things like that so do you like schedule in time just to relax in the evening or is that just something that you do do you set boundaries yeah well I'm trying to build routines I think um I'm I'm not trying to put too much pressure on how it looks because every day I feel different. So I'm just trying to be a little bit more intuitive with how I take that self-care time and just listen to my body, listen to what I need. So whether it's doing some stretching or doing a meditation laying down, I really love meditating laying down. That's my that's my preference um, because I find it just super relaxing. It really helps me to um, relax my body or whether it is just, you know, I, I need to do some journaling. I've got some thoughts that I need to get out. So just listening to what it is day to day, but I am trying to create that routine and just giving myself the space and the time to do those self-care things, whatever they might look like day to day. So what's your current routine looking like at the moment? I'd love to know like what a day and a week in your life is like. Yeah. So it's different every day. I still, I work part-time with another job as well. So I'm, I'm juggling a few different things still. So it depends. It, it, changes day to day but generally I like to use the first hour of the morning to not check my phone to not be on social media and to just have that as me time so I will often get up and I like to well laying in bed I like to think about what I'm grateful for again going back to gratitude because it's a really nice way to start the day I like to often do a short meditation in the morning and then I'll get up and perhaps do some journaling make a cup of coffee I love my coffee in the morning me too yeah it looks different day to day Mm -hmm. but you have your go-tos in the morning I feel like your morning routine just sets up like the day for success basically it really does yeah yeah so basically you're saying like every single day every single week it's quite different at the moment just because you're working on so many different projects and yeah very exciting things to come but switching back to what we're talking about before you were talking about I'm trusting your intuition. I was thinking to myself, oh, I want to ask you about that because that's something that I've been trying to do a lot more lately as well is just listen to my intuition. How would you do that? It's really hard. And I think for a lot of people, they don't know how to trust their intuition because we it's not something that we get taught. We never get taught how to trust ourselves and that you know, inner voice that we all have. They say, I've heard that we have actually three brains. So we've got the mind We've got the heart and we've got the gut 
and uh, maybe it's like a Buddhist, don't quote me on that. <laughs> it's like a, a Buddhist um, belief, but they say that you should trust your or listen to your gut first, your heart second and your mind last, mm. which I find really interesting. That's such a good point. It's really interesting. and But we're never taught how to listen to our gut. And the thing is that we all have it. We all have that gut feeling or that inner voice that's trying to talk to us and so often we get clouded by outside noise. We get clouded by expectations, you know, that society puts on us, that perhaps our parents or our loved ones put on us, not all meaning well, but, you know, often we can get clouded by other people's opinions that can really stop us from listening to our own intuition and listening to what is right for us. And like I said before, I got caught up in following this path that wasn't really right for me. And while I, I want all those things from my life, I wasn't able to listen to my gut feeling because, you know, deep down I knew I wasn't quite on the right path. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have that I didn't have that ability at the time to listen to to what it is that my intuition was trying to tell me. And sometimes we have to learn the hard way. Sometimes you learn what's right by seeing what's not right. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a really tricky one. But I do I do think that the biggest advice I can give for people to listen to their intuition is to try and slow down and get quiet and give yourself that space. Give yourself the time to think about what it is that you really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Think about what's really important to you. Think about what your values are. That's something that often we don't think about. We don't spend enough time thinking about what is really important to us and what our values are. And if we can get clear on that, then that can help to guide us with all of the different decisions and choices that we make. But meditation is a really great way to help to tap into our intuition because what it does is over time eventually as we practice we can learn how to let go of that outside noise and to listen to our own selves and to trust ourselves because we have all the answers we already know deep down but we just need to learn how to trust ourselves yeah I um, was listening to your podcast and you were saying in one of your episodes that you read the book big magic and I was like I read that ages ago and I don't fully remember everything in the book but I remember she talked quite a bit about intuition and how like we have all of these ideas inside of us and we already know the answers to things but we just need to act upon them when we get the ideas because if we don't act upon the ideas when we get them then they'll just basically go away and somebody else will get there first and I've always remembered that and I always think to myself Ella if you have a good idea you need to write it down or do something about it now because otherwise someone else will get to it first or your limiting beliefs will set in and it shifts and changes like so I think a big part of that book is about like purpose and curiosity looking at the different things that is the best book ever I can recommend to anyone like it's my favorite book I've read it about 10 times I love it so much big magic everyone go get it but really it shifts and changes as well so it's like what is it that you're excited about right now what's something that you want to you want to try right now or, or what is it that's the right thing for you to do in this moment and that's where mindfulness can really help us to not get ahead of ourselves but to just think about like what's the next step what's the you know putting one foot in front of the other exactly so now I want to talk about meditation for beginners and how they can get started I'm not gonna lie I'm not the best at meditating. I have gone on like retreats before and done it. And like when people guide me, oh, I love it so, so much. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then I don't do it. So like, could you inspire me and then just also teach us how to do it? Yeah, I think just being open, just being open to try it. So a lot of people are afraid to try meditation because again, they might bring preconceived ideas about what it should look like, what they think it is. Or a lot of people are also nervous to be alone with their thoughts because it can be quite intimidating to have to face what whatever thoughts are coming up rather than distracting ourselves from them. So my best advice is to just be open and to try and find a practice that works for you. Try and find whether that's a teacher that you like, someone that you feel is really reassuring, someone that you feel comfortable with. And like you were saying, that guidance can be really helpful. But then sometimes with some teachers, they might not be the right fit for you and the guidance can actually get in the way. So 
I, with my meditations, like to give people lots of options. I like to say, you know, whether it's focusing on your breath or focusing on something else, or I like to do a lot of getting people to think about whether it's something they're grateful for or think about something that they want to let go of or something that they want to commit to themselves. So I think just trying to find someone or something that works for you and then not putting too much pressure on yourself about how it has to look. So just finding a comfortable position. That's the most important thing is finding something that feels comfortable, whether it's sitting down or laying down, it looks different for everyone. And then also just seeing what happens and trying not to judge yourself for whatever you're experiencing, just trying to be open to noticing the thoughts, noticing any emotions that may come up. What actually happens? I'll explain what happens during meditation. So what happens is the first step is you focus on something and then the next step is that you lose focus because it's inevitable. That's what happens. Like I was saying before, the mind is designed to think, so you will lose focus after some time. And then the third step is to refocus. And then you just keep doing that over and over and over again. And so a teacher will help you with that. They will help to guide you to focus on something and, and, you know, maybe moving through focusing on a few different things, but with that process by focusing, losing focus, and then refocusing, eventually the body will relax. It's like a bicep curl for your mind. It's just something you have to keep practicing. But yeah, it can also look so different. Like I was saying before, there's so many different types. So just being open and trying different things. That would be my biggest advice for beginners. It's interesting to like actually acknowledge the thoughts that come to your mind when you're in meditation as well, because often we don't actually acknowledge them. Like we're just thinking things and we don't really think too much about things we're thinking. But when you're in meditation, you catch yourself out. You're like, why am I thinking about that? And I feel like it helps you discover things that way as well. Have you ever done like a flotation tank at like a gravity room? I have. I love floating. They're amazing. And they automatically put you into a meditative state. And I remember I just felt so creative when I was lying there because it's sensory deprivation for one so you can't feel anything but also your mind is quiet and you're lying there in the dark for like an hour so all these ideas come to you. I actually asked my meditation teacher who taught the teacher training about this because I find it really fascinating the whole concept of sensory deprivation and the way he explained it is you still have your senses obviously when you're in the tank but what you're doing is just removing any barriers that may distract you, like there's less noises. You can't really feel as much in your body because you're floating. So there's less tension. It's just removing all of those barriers and that can help to get to that state of relaxation quicker. Oh, it's so good. Do you have any tips to get to that state of relaxation quickly when obviously you can't go in a flotation tank? Like how would you do that? Yeah, so tuning into your senses is probably one of the most powerful ones or focusing on the breath. Although I do like to mention that sometimes focusing on the breath isn't helpful for people. Sometimes it can make people feel even more anxious if they already experience anxiety because it kind of reminds them of that feeling of having a panic attack. So sometimes focusing on the breath isn't helpful for people, but by doing certain breathing techniques. And so there's one that I've been doing a lot of lately called the four, seven, eight breathing technique. Mm-hmm. And that's where you count for four as you inhale, you hold for seven counts and then you exhale for eight. And what it does is it really just helps to slow down the breath. And mm-hmm. so that can help us to feel more calm in the yeah. moment. But I think senses, the suggestion you gave earlier about looking at what you can mm-hmm. see. So you want to look for five things. It's called the five senses. You want to look for five things that you can see four things that you can hear, three things you can feel, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And so that exercise in itself is really powerful Mm. to help us to feel more calm in the moment. And so what benefits will you notice from doing meditation and breath work? Because I know there's been so much research that's gone into breath work and how it has a massive impact on our overall health. I'm really into like the Wim Hof method and all that kind of stuff. But I'd love to know from your perspective, what health benefits it has. Breath work or meditation? 
meditation or everything in general? <laughs> well, everything. Is there like a big difference between meditation and breath work or are they kind of very similar? Yes. Well, breath work is a form of meditation or it can be. So meditation really, it's really hard to define because it looks different for everyone. And a lot of people have different ideas about what meditation is, but the way I like to see meditation is it's really just the practice of meditating with the intention to meditate. So whether that's just sitting down for five minutes, okay, I'm going to meditate now, that's meditating. Does that make sense? So it's just really the practice of having that intention to meditate. Breathwork can be a form of meditation or it can also be a tool that you use. And there's so many different types and I'd absolutely love to learn more. I'll have to learn a bit more and we can chat about it again another time. (laughs) Yes. So what benefits then does meditation have on like your mind and your body and your overall health? Meditation and mindfulness improve every aspect of your life. It can help you to feel more calm. It can help you to be clear, to get clarity, whether that's clarity about life choices, whether that's clarity about what the next thing you need to do in a certain situation, you know, clarity around a challenge that you might be facing. It helps us to tap into our intuition, like we were talking about before. And it helps us to get to know ourselves. So it helps us to let go of the ideas that we might put on ourselves or the different labels or roles we might play. And it helps us to really strip all that away and to just come back to the essence of who we are. Yeah, I just think meditation and mindfulness really helps to improve every aspect of our lives. And so they're the the tools that I like to use to help people to transform their life. That's really what I'm passionate about is to help people to feel more calm and to transform their lives. Yeah. What differences have you noticed in your life since doing this, like and making it a practice you do every single day? I am so much more calm. I am just the most calm I've ever been. Like I still Mm. get anxious now and again. I still feel overwhelmed, but I have all the tools now. I have everything that I need to help to bring myself back to that calm state. And I just don't even really recognize the person I used to be. It's crazy how much it's changed my life. And obviously all those other challenges that I went through and have shaped me to get me to who I am today. But I just feel so much better in general. And I think I'm also just a much more positive thinker. I tend to see the positives in Mm. life rather than just going to the negatives. Our brains often inclined to think negative because it's like a survival mechanism. You know, we're always on the lookout for threats, but by practicing gratitude, so working on our mindset and by slowing down and by just, you know, focusing on the things that are important to us, stripping away all that outside noise and just focusing on what Mm -hmm. it is that's important to us can really help us to just you know, feel better. Oh, that's great. Is there anything in particular that you'd say you should focus on? I know you said there's no right or wrong way really to meditate, but is there something that you can think about while you do it? Like maybe an affirmation? Yes, I love affirmations and I've been trying to bring them into my guided meditations more and more. I've actually started asking people what they want to see, what they want from the meditations. I feel like now I've been teaching long enough that I've, I'm confident enough to be able to just roll with whatever people throw at me. So I've had a few students ask recently about self-worth. That's something that I think a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, self-worth is a big one, overcoming limiting beliefs and just trusting ourselves. So intuition is another big one. So I think affirmations are a really great way to help to overcome those beliefs or to help us to focus on how it is that we want to feel and and what it is that we're trying to bring into our lives. So for example, if I'm doing meditation about self-worth, I might do some affirmations like I am worthy. I'm worthy of everything that I desire. I'm worthy of my goals. But before I do that, I'll get people to think about what it is that they want. So perhaps, you know, let's say I'm trying to feel more worthy of love. And so I'll get people to think about how does that feel? How would that look like? You know, perhaps visualizing in their mind what it would look like. And then we'll do some affirmations. So that really just helps to reaffirm Mm. 
what it is that they're wanting and to get them into that feeling because our feelings are so powerful. And if you can like feel into your heart space while you're saying an affirmation or thinking an affirmation and visualizing what it is that you want to feel or how it is that you, you would like to feel, it's just like so powerful do you practice affirmations yourself I do I often just go on YouTube and like look up audio recordings of affirmations but I also did a hypnotherapy session Um, I know you listened to that podcast episode but I did a session with Lily and she did an audio recording for me where I can get into hypnosis and listen to these like personalized affirmations that she did for me it's so nice because one they're personalized but it just it really rewires your brain especially when you're in that kind of state of mind and you're just very open and kind Yes. Yep. Exactly. Well, I've heard hypnosis described as meditation with a goal. So in a meditative state, your body's really relaxed and you've got some kind of goal in mind. So whether that's to Mm. have more self-worth, to love your body more, whether Mm. it's to overcome some kind of addiction or whatever it is people might be facing, when you're in that relaxed state, you're able to tap into the subconscious mind where all of those deep-rooted beliefs lie underneath the surface. That's why I think it's so important to pay attention to your thoughts that come into your mind because they're obviously there for a reason. Usually that's the root cause of why you're feeling that certain way. Yes, yeah, and also challenging thoughts, I think. So, you know, becoming aware of them and then questioning them and challenging them. So I like to – have you heard of Byron Katie? No. She's amazing. You should go check her out. You'd love her work. But she has this four-step or four-question process, and it essentially helps you to look at the beliefs or the thoughts that you're having and to challenge them and turn them around. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's really good. So the first question is, is it true? So whatever thought you're having, is it true? And then the second question is, can I absolutely know that it's true and often we can't because say we're worrying about what someone's thinking about us or we're worrying about even a belief we have about ourselves when you question can I absolutely know it's true often we can't know that for sure and then the next question is who am I with this belief or this thought I hope I'm saying these right you should go check them out to get them properly but the next question gets you to think about who you are so when you have that belief about yourself or that thought who do you become you know perhaps you keep yourself small perhaps you become shy perhaps you become a little bit reactive just looking at how you behave when you have that thought and then the last question is who would I be without the thought and it gets you to think about you know if I didn't have that thought I would show up online more I would put myself out there I would say the things that I want to say so it really helps you to kind of challenge those thoughts and and those beliefs. Wow that's super interesting I've heard that just saying why to every single thing that you say can really help get to the root cause of why you're feeling a certain way as well so if you're having a doubt being like why do I feel this way and then you answer that and you're like but why and just keep asking yourself why until you kind of understand why you feel that way and then you also realize if it's true or not yes yeah and so do you have any apps or do you listen to any like audio affirmations or anything like that or do you have anything that you could recommend to us I have used apps in the past for meditation now I feel like I'm at a point where I've been practicing for so long I guide myself through it I like to listen to relaxing music there's so much on youtube you can find if you just type in relaxing music for stress relief or whatever it is there's so many different tracks on there and i like to listen to binaural beats actually which are just different sound frequencies so that's what i do personally i know that there are heaps and heaps of different meditation apps and resources out there I do teach on an app. So I teach using the Circles Live app, which is a brand new app and it's really good. It's all live meditations. So I go live about three to four times a week on there and we've got a really nice community of meditators, people who who join me. And so everyone's welcome. It's completely free if anyone wants to come join and try out one of my meditations. I would absolutely love to have you join but yeah there's so many different options out there that's so cool though that it's live I definitely need to come and watch it it is it's really nice it really helps with that community element there's something about meditating with a group of other people it's like the joint energy and you know just the vibration of 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 everyone meditating as a group is so 
so nice and so powerful. Oh, it's so nice. Well, you guys have to go and check it out. But I think to wrap up this interview, I'd love to know what's next for you. Obviously, you're working with the Circles app, but I know you're doing a few other projects. Is there anything that you can share? Yeah, so I'm really excited. I'm working on a membership at the moment. It's going to be a mindful membership. And the whole idea is that I'll have a community that people can be a part of, that they can get access to all different meditation and mindfulness resources, but it won't be just focused on that. I'm going to be sharing a whole bunch of mindset tools and activities. The whole idea is that I want to create a community of people who just want to feel better, to feel more calm and to mindfully transform their lives, whatever that might look like to them. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. And then I have lots of other ideas in the works. I want to create some products and things like that. I'm working on on an affirmation deck at the moment, actually, which I haven't really talked about. but that's something in the works as well so yeah lots lots of exciting things happening so that's all within your business kindful co yeah yes so my business is kindful co and i've got an instagram page for kindful co with free resources that people can check out i share lots of breathing techniques and quotes and affirmations and journal prompts all that kind of good stuff it's a very calming feed and so is your instagram page as well i'm like oh i instantly feel relaxed i'm looking at your post and it just yeah puts you in a positive mindset because there's so many instagram pages out there that maybe don't make me feel as good but I love your page. It's really different as well. It's really good. Thank you so much. Well, that's my intention. I really want people to feel calm and to feel positive and hopeful as well. I know the last year has been really challenging for everyone. So I just want to create a space that helps people to feel more calm in amongst all the chaos of everything that's going on and to know that even though we can't control what's happening outside of ourselves, we always have control over our inner world we always have the ability to slow down to go inward to you know look at our thoughts and and look at our daily habits and to still create that feeling of calm even amongst all the chaos that's going Mm. on around the world yeah well you're definitely doing just that so plug your instagram plug where everyone can find you plug your podcast we want to know yes so i have a podcast it's called kindful conversations it's brand new so i would love for you to come check that out i'm also on instagram at kindful co and hannah weir i've got the two pages that i run And I've got a website, kindfulco.com, so you can come check that out. I've got a free guide to help people to create calm with lots of different tools and techniques. And yeah, I'm just everywhere. I'm on TikTok, making Rocky Road, if that's your jam. (laughs) I'm on YouTube as well. I'm sharing mindful tips and tools over there. And yeah, TikTok, if you want to check out my Rocky Roads. Yeah. Amazing. Also, wait, one last question. How have you found like the transition from going from doing nail art to mindfulness? Because obviously that was like your social media brand and you've completely switched gears and you've done such a good job of it. Yeah, it was really hard at first. For a while, I felt so guilty because I felt like an obligation to people to keep creating nail art. And I for so long kept getting requests and people saying, why don't you post nail art anymore? And I still do. I still paint my nails heaps. I paint my nails most days because I still love doing it. And it's really nice because I actually enjoy doing it more now because it's, I feel like it's for me. I've gone back to the reason why I started, but it was hard to transition away, to move away. And now I feel like I, I've been bringing everyone along on the journey. Everyone's come along on the journey with me through all the different life stages that I've been through and all those big milestones and and big things that have happened and everyone's been so supportive along the way. Obviously, a lot of people have dropped off and, and the community has changed because my content has changed. And I think that's something important for everyone to know is that it's okay to change. It's okay to shift directions and it's okay to go down a different path. Just do what feels right to you. And you don't have to feel guilty about that just as long as you're doing what you enjoy and what feels right to you. So now I feel like I'm really doing what I love. I feel like I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. And I feel like I'm actually really helping people, which is what I've always wanted to do. That's that's always been my intention. So been quite the journey, but I'm I'm really grateful. Even for all the hard things, I'm really grateful for it because it's brought me 
to where I am today. Oh, well, I'm so proud of you and it's so nice to see you doing so well. And yeah, it's been great catching up and hearing about your journey over these past few years and how you've made such a success out of yourself with your meditation and mindfulness. And it's very exciting to see what happens next. So thank you so much for chatting with me and coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, Ella. It's been so nice chatting and hopefully I'll be able to see you in person I know. soon. Hopefully. 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 I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to today's episode. If you did, it would mean the world if you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or if you could share this with maybe a friend or on your Instagram stories. It just really helps support the podcast. Make sure to go and check out our Instagram, which is the Inspired Mind Podcast, my personal page, which is Ella underscore Victoria with two A's and my YouTube channel, which is just Ella Victoria. But I hope this episode inspired you guys and I'll speak to you guys in my next episode. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.